You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reclamation. We are Tonya Dawn Reckla. Justin Reckla. Neva Lee Reckla. And we're so excited that you're joining us here. We are having so much fun with these episodes, and we love that you all are loving them. Thank you so much for the amazing support, and that you're sharing these with other families that want to be inspired to live together, do life together, to work together, to play together, to, to love together, and to choose to be together in a really different way. It lights us up to know that this is feeding you all. It feeds us, and so thank you so much. We are following up on our last episode of Animal Harmony because we have another animal scenario that we are we saved for its own thing because it was such a remarkable experience, something that um, perhaps others have, have been able to partake in, but for us it felt really special and, and like this kind of intimate experience with nature that the three of us got to share together. And so the title of the show is To Save a Hummingbird, which and so I'm sure you know which animal we're talking about. And so we're going to... Share a little bit about what we got to experience. Yeah. Right? So the, yeah. So this th- this was a uh, one of those unique moments of like what just happened and is this really happening? Because uh, our backyard is like this little resort. We've got hundreds of birds that come visit us, and they actually all started coming when the hummingbird showed up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I mean, was first. Huh? He was first. I mean, we, we had like zero hummingbirds in the backyard, and then you put a hummingbird feeder out. No, no, no. That's well, not no, how it not, happened. No, he was sitting on the fence. So he, well, this might sound weird to some of you, but he, well, you should expect this from us now, but the, um, he came to us, and, and as I was sitting outside, and messaged me, communicated to me, whatever, I got the insight that we needed to put a hummingbird feeder right in the corner of the patio, was, was the vision that I saw. And so, you know, we kind of do what we're told. So we put a hummingbird feeder up. And so then they started coming more frequently. And then that's what led to this situation. And so what occurred was Justin and I were in the house. I think Neva was, oh, she was asleep at the time. And um, we we heard this kind of thunk thing. Wham! <laughs> and didn't, you know, just kind of were curious about it. And when I went to the door to see what had happened, opened the door and, and the, there was a hummingbird laying on the mat. It had run into the wall or into the door the glass door and, and had fallen. And so it was just laying there lifeless. And, and so I picked it up and um, kind of startled me at first because, you, you know, they look very different when they're lying down because you're usually see, used to seeing them and, and just held. It. And I really felt like it was it was passing. Right. It was not moving. It was you it know, hit the so, window really hard. Yeah. And so so I its entire it. left side of its face was like, Ugh. yeah, it was like drooping and just done. And so, so I was just holding it and wanting to love on it. And so just giving it light and love and just, you know, of course, it, letting it pass if that was what it was going to do. And. Um, I ran. I ran and got Neva because she. I, yeah. Hey, you gotta come see the hummingbird. Yeah, and so she was a little uncertain because we weren't real. You know, we were like, "Hey, it wouldn't not. be the first time we've had birds that maybe didn't survive." <laughs> so we, yeah, so you know, it's it, that's always tough, but but worth it to to kind of gather around this little hummingbird and be there for that. And um, and and uh, as the time progressed, we we started seeing a little bit of life, and, and I was petting it and kind of speaking into it and it just started to to move around a little bit really really slow because it it was it was really shocked and um and over time it it came more and more to life and and so we had this amazing experience of where we were holding this little creature 
and watching it kind of kind of come trusting us because it didn't there was nothing else it could do right it was helpless um and so Justin got to hold him. Well, and what was what was neat is, is as it started coming back around, it, it, there was a point that it, it, it could have died. Mm-hmm. It could have easily died. And you know, we were we were talking to to, to this little guy, um, and who we've named Phoenix. We, could, yeah. we just call him Nix for short. Um, but we're, we're holding him, and and all of a sudden he started to show some life, and so we started, you know petting his back and encouraging him to kind of step up. And then next thing you know, he was sitting on Tonya's palm and just kind of like, okay, what happened here? And then we, it was, it was absolutely amazing. We all got to hold him. Yeah. I didn't really want to at first. I, I was unsure of, like, if it was going to survive. I'm like, I'm not about to hold a dying hummingbird. I don't want it to die when I'm holding it. Um, Because that's just my own personal stuff. Because, like I said, wouldn't be the first time it's happened. (laughs) Um, But it was really cool once I watched it. And it was like, okay, it's not going to just leave us yet. Um, I got to see, like, it come back to life, I guess. And it was a really cool experience. And then it... It sat on my chair a little bit, and it was, like, perking back up, and it got it, it, like, was ready to go back into the world, and it was really awesome to be able to contribute to that. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable, and that's, and that's what we shared with her. It's like, you know, this may be the only time you get to, not the only time, but this is a really unique opportunity to hold a hummingbird, right, That where it's sitting still long enough, and we got to pet it, and um, t- took a bunch of pictures, of course. Um, and what was really cool about it is that he stuck around. And he, and he continues to come and visit us, right? So we're, we're going to cut to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to share a little bit more about the lessons that we've learned from this little guy. Like Justin said, we call him Nyx, you, N-Y-X. You can look that up also. Um, short for Phoenix, but also has, has, a, has a different meaning there. And, and kind of get a, get a glimpse of what it feels like to you know, move around with nature in a, in a way that is more harmonious and allows us to have these remarkable experiences. And we'll talk some more when we come back about what parameters we put in our own life so that we can be present to those experiences. But for now, make sure you're going to superpowerexperts.com and checking out the three steps to unlock your superpower, starting with listening to a podcast episode each day that attunes you to this wonderful frequency of miracles and the ability to see beyond what's obvious. And that's what starts to shape and change your life. So stick with us, folks. We're going to come right back. We're talking today about to save a hummingbird. You're not going to want to miss it. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today.
Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Reclamation, and we're talking today about to save a hummingbird. And before the break, we shared a little experience that we got to share as a family, um, where where a hummingbird came into the you know went into the glass door, and then we we were able to be witness to the revival there. And um, and then we talked about how it stuck around. You want to share some about well, that? Well, what was cool is, is it, it just didn't stick around the rest of the day. It, it finally when when Nick's finally flew off, we're like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. And we were just, I mean, it was the entire thing lasted about an hour. Right? I mean, before he finally flew away. Maybe we should put pictures on the episode. Yeah, page. I think we'll put yeah we'll put some pictures on the episode page. If we forget, just send a message in the chat feature saying <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. see the picture. I want to see the pictures of the hummingbird. Okay, um, but he stuck around for about an hour, and then we were all kind of like reflecting upon it, and then the next day, he came back, but. What was cool about when he came back is we're sitting outside. We did, we've did. we got our morning coffee routine, and we go sit outside, and we just you know be in nature and just connect before we start our day. And the next thing you know is I had something land on top of my head, <laughs> and I'm bald, so I could feel it. And Tony looks over and goes, don't move. And, there, the, and she didn't have her phone, but... The hummingbird had landed on top of my head. It was sitting there, just on top of my head. It was such an amazing experience. And then the next day he came back and he ended up sitting on top of Tonya's head. Which, you know, I'm bald, so I felt it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and from that point forward, it was like we had our own little pet hummingbird. He wasn't... He would he let he wouldn't let us pet him per se, but had no problem with us getting close to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, he still comes into the yard, and if we're outside, he, he'll fly six inches from our nose just to say hi. He's <laughs> he is, it's such an amazing experience. So yeah. one of the one of the things I was reflecting on is like, okay, great. So the reckless get to have these cool experiences, but but it's the point of all of this isn't necessarily just to share that we get to have that but it's to exemplify that we all get to have that we we all get to have these experiences but the key is are you looking for them right we have a, a saying in our house you know expect miracles and and, and when we expect them they, they happen in front of our face and, and we're able to view them so neva maybe you could share a little bit about what that experience has been like for you getting to where you're willing to kind of pause enough you know be yeah. be still enough to to be a witness to that especially in the kids space right yeah folks when we say expect miracles it's not like sit and wait for something ginormous to happen like don't expect the skies to fall down or whatever like look for the little things though and find the miracles in them and it's not but don't have expectations because when you have expectations then it's gonna lead to not saying miracles at all so what we mean by that is like look for the little things see the miraculous in the little things and you get to experience miracles all day every day if that's what you choose to see and i think it's also like sure we talk about like we saved a hummingbird and we got to pet it and now we have awesome experiences with it right now but it's also everybody can have that experience and we learn from it in a different way than maybe other people would but everybody gets to experience miracles in their own way it's just how do you choose to see them so i know one of the questions is like okay you're just using the word miracles and really these are just common day things and you're pretending that they're magical um i know that's a dynamic that we've butted up against before justin how would how would you address people who have that voice happening (laughs) well i think the, the the simple answer is is that 
yes. That's, that's where the miracles occur. The fact that you woke up this morning and are breathing, that, that's, that's a miracle. The fact that if, if you have a roof over your head, that, that's a miracle. And it's, it's the concept of... If you're listening to a podcast. If you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> that's a or, miracle. Or doing a podcast. That's a miracle. And we've gotten to this place in society where we, we just consume everything. And we, we've forgotten the gift that God's given us because we're, we're taught and we're programmed and everything that we consumed says that it's not enough. You have to have more. You got to continue to chase it. You got to make more money. You got to get a bigger house. You got to get a better car. You got to get all of that. And when you're running that fast towards a goal that's constantly moving, you miss the little things. And it's in the little things that the miracles can be found, like to hold a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And when we have to remember to slow down, because if we want more, God's willing to give it to you. But you have to have gratitude for everything that he's already given us and that you get to experience in every moment of every day. Well, and it's not like he's withholding it until you show that gratitude. The key is it's through the gratitude and appreciation how you get to see it. it he's doing it. It's happening all the time. You're just not able to see it unless you're operating at a frequency that even suggests that it's possible. And, and like Justin spoke to, most of us are programmed to not look for those things. In fact, we're really programmed to busy ourselves to the point where we can't see them. And we don't even need to get into conspiracy theories because we do it to ourselves. Right? We, we chase that thing. Social media has not helped with this at all because it's so easy to fall into that comparison thing. For me, I, I stay out of it a lot because it, that's, I want to be in the experience of the miracles. I want, and he, he, here's the difference, folks. With, with, when I sit and watch the world from that frequency of miracles, my whole body is tingling. My eyes are welled up at the magnificence and the brilliance of creation. That is a fulfilling, ecstatic experience. When I'm looking at social media, not the same reaction, right? And so, so there are real clear signals that, that we have inside of ourselves to dictate what is the highest expression, highest receptive kind of um, space we can be in to, to, to be fulfilled here. And so many of us walk through our lives, we're not happy, we're not fulfilled, and we keep trying harder and harder and harder and harder and harder to do the thing that's gonna get us there, to get the thing that's gonna give it to us, without thinking that perhaps that's not working. And all it takes is a little vantage point to realize it's not working. And most of you confess that in session or when the microphone goes off. It, it's are we willing to say like, okay, this isn't working, so how do I do it differently? What's another alternative? Neva, yeah. what do you have to share on that one? I think, like you guys were talking about, the miracles are there. It's when you choose to accept them and be grateful for them that you get to see them. And it's not like they just like magically appear the more you say thank you for them. But it's like it opens up a doorway to be able to see that they're there. It's like it attunes your receptivity, yeah. right? And. It reminded me of someone who we met at CEO Space who was teaching the program for the teens that I was in. 
and he was talking about how every morning when he got up, he would say, like, thank you for, like, another day and stuff. I think you can give a shout-out to Adam if you'd like. Hi, Adam Markell. If you're <laughs> listening to this, thank you for teaching me that. Well, of course he's listening. What else would he be doing? Of course, definitely. <laughs> but he was talking about how before he put his feet down on the ground, off getting out of his bed in the morning, he would say thank you for another day and, like, sit in gratitude as to why he got to, like, wake up and have another day. And... It reminded me of, like, there's so many amazing things I think everybody takes for granted. And it it's so cool to be able to just sit in miraculous, the miraculousness. I don't know. If I like it. Word. Miraculousness. Let's go for it. Go for it. Is happening all the time. It's just if you choose to see it or not. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really what's at the heart of this experience that we had was very grateful that as a family we were able to slow down and witness the miracle for what it was because it would have been very easy in the busyness of the day in the busyness of our work to have picked up the hummingbird said it's goodbyes and buried it in a hole in the backyard and that would have been easy (laughs) but because we sat down, we were able to see the miracle. We were able to see the opportunity that, that we could assist, that we could, we could help nurture this living being back to life. But from any other place, caught up in the, the energy of social media or the whatnot of work or whatever, that would, have, that would have been lost. We would have missed that opportunity and that hummingbird would have, would have died. It could have been... In my opinion, we wouldn't have even seen it because if mom wasn't willing to take a step back and be like, oh, what is this? Could have easily just not looked on the ground Mm -hmm. and it would have been nothing. Yeah, a cat could have come and gotten it. That's right. Yeah. Well, and and let's back up just a second. So what we didn't say was this was the middle of the week. Uh, We just brushed over the fact that Justin and I spend every morning together in coffee and meditation together in discussion in communion sometimes hours you know always hours like at least an hour but usually two three or four hours in the mornings and then neva's home with us not getting ready for school not having to run us so so we neither one of us is running off to a job usually sleep till noon yeah that is not a true (laughs) statement she's trying to build up a story that she gets to sleep until noon so we're not we're just gonna brush right over that and so the um kitty the um you know and so so neva's present right so the three of us get to be present we 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 totally get to pause you know, any sort of normal schedule because we structure a life that allows us to do that. And it, that in and of, I mean, there's like about a thousand miracles in that little tiny piece right there. Yeah. One. And I, and I, and I hear you, I hear y'all listening to this. You're like, yeah, well that's nice. Or my life's not like that. (laughs) Neither was ours. (laughs) Neither was ours. And that makes it even more important that in the pause, in the in-between moments, in the time where you can find that space, that you stay present to it. Because in doing so, the more time you spend there, the more time you get there. Yeah, but I want to go back just one second. I know Neva wants to share it, but, but, very, but I think it's really important to recognize like we didn't grow up in entrepreneur families. <laughs> no, we did not. Justin but- and I were counter-intel agents. We were working for the government 
and Neva had gone to daycare. About as chaotic so as you can get. We have, I mean, we were the traditional, you know, mom and dad, two-income family, got to see the kid after work, right? Like, this was not our reality either. Like, we had to fight for we this. We did. We absolutely Every step of the way. Yes, ma'am. And it's awesome that we get to have a life where it's just free-flowing and stuff. And there's a lot of people who that's not the case and maybe parents are working jobs and kids are going to school and that's awesome and that's an amazing way to be and you can still have these experiences of miracles we're not like i want to drill that in that you can experience miracles all the time even in a quote-unquote typical environment like even at school you can ask even what (gasps) <laughs> you, you can't see Wait, my facial God's expression not school. Right now. Not really. Oh right? no! <laughs> but it's everywhere. It's another Mir- episode. <laughs> miracles are everywhere, and you get to experience that. And even in a typical setting, it's still finding the time to take to find those miracles all the time. Parents, kids, wherever you are—if you're at work, if you're at school, if you're at home, wherever you are—look for miracles, whether it's together or apart, whatever. Because the miracles are still there, even in quote-unquote typical environments. We just so happen to have our lives built where it's not, quote, typical. And we get to experience it in a different way, but everybody can have it however you want it to. Well, and here's the beautiful thing. Um, I got a very clear message one time about miracles because I was really struggling with the fact that... um, that's not actually a true statement. I wasn't struggling, but I was in inquiry about the fact that here I was being able to experience these things all the time in all of these various ways. And I know other people don't have those experiences all the time. And they feel like it's a little bit out of reach for them. Um, and, and what I heard back was so beautiful. And it's like the miracle continues to work, right? And it works at different levels. So you have what we got to experience, which was we were consciously co-creating in the miracle we got to be present to it and we got to contribute to it right that that's like the creme de la creme that's the that's the holy grail the oh uh, you say that again um the creme de la creme you, like, you like that yeah um of, of the whole later like, we can talk about that yeah, later later yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's my second favorite next to the word yummy it's a yummy. family show folks family show <laughs> pg-13 that's our, that's our that's next, our next podcast. show yeah okay Anyway, back to on topic. And so, or is this the topic? Okay, just kidding. Um, and so, so this idea of being present in it, right, is, is, is miraculous. And the next layer is miraculous, right? Where maybe someone was, was present, um, physically present, but wasn't aware present. And so then they get to hear about it and say, oh, wow, I was there. I got to witness that, right? But they're not real clear on what happened until after the fact. They get like the next level. And then you get the people who weren't there, but they get to hear about it and they feel it through those people, right? And so so recognize that, and, th- and then the story gets told over and over and over again. The miracle keeps working. It's our job to keep talking about them. It's our job to keep telling those stories. You get to have the experience because we did. There is no separation. That is a miracle. And, it, and if we sit there saying, yeah, but I'm not that. Yeah, but my family's not that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but excuses folks it happened it happened for us which means it happened for you 
and really tap into that. There is more benefit to you than you can imagine by listening to this show, listening to other shows on our network, because you get to drift off of that. You get to, that builds cellular confidence inside of you and says, wait, something else is possible. So yes, look for those miracles in your life and attune yourself, get to the place where you can witness them. If you don't know how to do that, go get into one of our programs, but allow yourself to receive the gift of the fact that we were there we were co-creating within that and we're sharing that story with you and then you share that story with someone else and you share that story with someone and when you hear those stories that wash over you and fill you with hope and love and light share those stories stop perpetuating stuff that doesn't feel that way that's not yummy and let's just start looking at the ways that we can reframe things not bypassing we still have to address the pieces that need to get addressed but at the end of the day love is present the miracles are present and we can look for them yeah. final thoughts justin my well my final thoughts on this are in life there's nothing more important than those moments because it's what really defines, at least for me, what defines being alive. It's not chasing the dollar. It's not chasing the gold watch. It's not someday. It's right now. And we can have that in every moment, no matter where we're at, if we're willing to set aside all other stories that says it's not possible. Brilliant, brilliant. Neva? Yeah, I think... In finding miracle, it's not always, quote, easy. But when you take a step back and you're able to just take a breather, you can see all the miracles all the time. It It's just how you choose to look at it because the hummingbird could have been dead by now. <laughs> you know, it's use that as an example. Find your internal hummingbird. If you want the hummingbird to live and grow and be nourished, then you have to nourish it with miracles and you have to nourish it with all the things that fuel you up. And if you want the hummingbird to go away and die, then don't nourish it. <laughs> but right. find the miracles and every, I think, no, I know everybody can find the miracles. It's just if you choose to look for them or not. Brilliant. And I think what she, you know, I love what you're talking about there is in terms of the integration of that also. And that's a, that's a huge part of our programs at Superpower Experts is because if you're not embodying this stuff and you're not integrating, if you're not living it, which is why we're doing this show to show you how to live it, how to live it together. Um, if you're not taking that step with it, having all the knowledge in the universe is worthless. We have to be willing to apply it. And so make sure that you're taking that step. If you want to learn more about how to do that, go to superpowerexperts.com and look at step three there. Um, you can go to superpowerexperts.com slash activate to get an immediate access to that superpower body of work. Um, I highly recommend that you do if you're wanting to know how do you live this, right? It's great that you might know it. We all know it. Who's willing to live it? And, and, and we, we would love to have you on that journey with us. And we invite you to take a step on your path by going to superpowerexperts.com today. Until next time, folks, we're so grateful that you're joining us and we love you. Oh, rewind. From our inspired family to yours, we, we love, love you. you. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.